0: You're listening to Blast Podcasting, Episode 20. Top 10 Games of All Time.
1: Hey guys, this is Anthony.
0: And this is Xander.
1: It's been a while. We've had uh, some busyness lately between both of us.
0: Oh yeah, and you know it's the holiday season, so you know when the holidays yeah, comes the holidays. up. You know, we just got we just got done with Thanksgiving. Christmas is right around the corner, and before we know it, we're in the year 2020, which sounds so freaking futuristic, doesn't it, Anthony? <laughs> yes, it does. 2020. But in a sense, we're not that
1: as futuristic as the movies portray, but we are. Yeah. If that makes sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's so weird. Yeah, like, especially it, with. I was go saying, ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say it's so weird. Like when you think about, like you watch a movie like Blade Runner and and you see how futuristic it looks and then you're like oh we're we're not at that at that spot yet and then you see the tesla truck and you're like well maybe we are <laughs> but then the tesla truck's glass breaks oh, and then God. you say we're not yeah
1: <laughs> it's bulletproof oh rock breaks it
0: <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah was it a rock yeah yeah it was a it was like a brick or something like that
1: <laughs> yeah that didn't go well
0: but what, what, did, what no, has no. been going well is um, – I, I, I know before we recorded this, I asked you how many episodes you watched. You told me you only saw uh, the first episode so far, so we're not going to talk too much about it because I don't want to spoil it for you. But The Mandalorian, and here's the funny thing about The Mandalorian. This is something to do with Star Wars and Disney, and no one's arguing about it online, and people are like, man, this is weird. Because collectively, so many people love this series. And I want to ask you so far, Anthony, from what you've seen, uh, how much have you been enjoying it?
1: Well, I've only seen the first episode because just for those that – it's been a while since I even posted on my YouTube channel. Can I say real quick? Yeah. A lot of life changes has happened. Um, I'm I'm seeing someone, which is great. So, you know, that's the best thing. So I've been super busy, but I've only watched one episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, it's pretty fucking great.
0: And and it gets a lot better. It gets even better. Mm -hmm. I I felt like the first episode was the was the most uh, like daunting to kind of get through. And I don't mean I don't mean that in a negative way, but the first episode is like okay, all right. But then by the time the third episode hits, I mean like oh my gosh. But you know what's really really cool about the series is like. it's. It doesn't have to do with Skywalkers. It's the the Star Wars universe, and I feel like, I feel like that's where Disney kind of does well. When you think of movies like Rogue One, and even the uh, mm-hmm. and even like the the Solo movie, the Han Solo movie. I know that's kind of a touchy ah. subject. I know some people don't like it. I thought it was decent. I don't think it was amazing, but it was better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, but I feel like when Disney's not trying to ta- tap into the Skywalker lore, I feel like they do a little bit better. So, um, the, but, own...
1: Hold on, hold on. i got to stop you. i got to yeah. stop you. Tapping into the Skywalker lore isn't that fucking hard, though. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not dumbing down Star Wars, but you have all these expanded universe novels that tapped into it so much better without oh, yeah. making it a goddamn rehash. I'm sorry you started me. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> saying. I'm just
0: no no you're you're right you're right. Um but it's it's almost like I I don't know it's like Disney does not know how to do the Skywalkers. Like they don't know how to do and it's and it sucks cuz Skywalkers is pretty much Star Wars. Uh but it's like they don't know how to do it but when they're doing things like Rogue One or or Mandalorian or you know like whatever else it, it seems to work. But my only complaint I would have with Mandalorian is I wish the episodes were longer. Because, see, the first episode was like 45 minutes long, 44 minutes long. Mm-hmm. But now, like, the later episodes are like 35 minutes long. And Disney Plus, unlike Netflix, they don't do. Uh, all the episodes at once so you can't just binge watch all the seasons you got to kind of just wait till every friday which i i personally i kind of like that because it makes me feel more gives me something to look forward to i'm like all right friday's here it's new episode of mandalorian and new baby yoda like memes that's what's gonna happen but uh um, <laughs> new baby yoda me <laughs> yep so, so that, that's going to happen. But I mean, I just wish the episodes were a little longer because you know they end and you're like, oh, I gotta wait another week. It sucks. I know, man. It's tough. Indeed, indeed. It's
1: tough when that happens. But you know what? Um, you know what? It is good that there is some good Star Wars coming out. I mean, there's that game too that just came out that everyone was hyping. Oh yeah, Fallen Order or whatever. Yeah. You know I. You know, that's not my cup of tea, necessarily, because I'm not a big AAA gamer, mm-hmm. as I know you're not either. That's yeah. one thing you and I have in common. We're not big into AAA games, but there's those exceptions. Maybe I'll get it when its price dropped, but people have said it's, it's good. So we got that, and we got the Mandalorian. Then we got the big question mark, Rise yep. of Skywalker, yep. which I would urge all of you, if you want to see an expanded version of my rant from earlier, Go to our second episode mm-hmm. from last year.
0: <laughs> yep. So <laughs> our second and, episode was all about Star Wars.
1: yep Yep. And I, I in, in all honesty, the only thing that's changed is the Mandalorian. I I still feel the same as I did last year.
0: Yeah. I I mean I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping Rise of Skywalker. I'm hoping it's good because I mean this is supposed to be quote unquote the end of Of the Skywalker saga. I I never. Whenever any sort of company says this is the end. I never believe it. I mean even uh, my favorite series. One of my favorite series Yakuza. You know Yakuza 6 was the end of the Kivaru saga. Well now he's showing up in Yakuza 7. So
1: (laughs) or um, let's see what else we got. Uh, Sports analogy. And I'm not a sports guy. But how many times did Michael. uh, I was going to say Michael Jackson. Michael (laughs) Jordan. Uh, retire.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's never the end. It's yeah. never the end.
1: Yeah. So there you go. It's never the end. So anyway, the I got uh, – is this – are we done or
0: – Yeah, yeah, man. I, that's, that's, that's pretty much it with Star Wars. I know we got some uh, questions on Discord.
1: Okay. So from our X one uh, Discord group, we got in the Blast Podcasting section – Dark Scream asks, Fav- so this is appropriate. All these questions are Christmas-themed. So mm-hmm. this is as close as you and I are going to get to a Christmas-themed episode, Yeah, I think. Oh, so yeah. Because this episode is not exactly Christmas-themed, but this part will be. Favorite Christmas gaming memory? And that comes from Dark Scream, my very good friend, mm-hmm. and my partner on my other podcast, Absolute Counter.
0: All right. Uh, you want me to go first on this? Y- yes. Yes, please. I think my favorite Christmas memory is would probably be uh like the most OG Christmas memory and that's getting my, my NES. You know, getting my NES from my grandpa. Um I I didn't really know too much about video games other than playing as Atari twenty six hundred and um uh, I heard of something called Nintendo from my sister, so I kept being like, Oh, I want a Nintendo because she a Nintendo and then we got one and we got Super Mario Bros. three and that was the beginning of a very, very long, steamy relationship with video games.
1: <laughs> and, and I'm sure we're going to hear more about Super Mario Brothers 3. This yes,
0: episode. yes.
1: Which we've talked a lot this year about that single game. It's yeah. crazy how yeah, that game is nearly... is. It's 30 years old, technically, because of the Japanese release. Mm-hmm. A lot of people forget that. So, there you go. Anyway... As for mine, it's an NES-related one, but not the NES. I got my NES in the summer of 88. I don't remember if this happened in 88 or 89, but that Christmas, I never really owned any other games, right, except for the pack-in Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt thing. Yeah. And I remember we went to Toys R Us, and I chose a couple games based off of cover, and one of those covers was a port of the Capcom arcade game Legendary Wings. You know Legendary Wings, I'm sure. Yeah, and I remember remembered finding that under the tree on Christmas Eve before Christmas Day, and that was my second NES game.
0: Nice, that's a good game.
1: Yeah, it is a good game. It's a strange game, looking back on it, the way like it's pretty redundant, isn't it? In a way, but it's not. Doesn't feel repetitive, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Then it, the it, for those that don't know, all the overhead levels are different. Mhm. But you at the end of the game you go into a palace at the end of the level and you f- go through like the same palace level but as you progress it it seems like it's I guess longer, Xander, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And tougher. And mm-hmm. then you fight the same like computer robot boss. So And when I was a kid I thought because it was legendary wings that you were fighting Satan as a robot because it was an <laughs> angel guy. But but it's really not that kind of game. <laughs> gosh so oh i was a weird kid so anyway um Xander, next question yes when the holiday season came around this is from tt burger 88 he's a fellow youtuber and a friend when the holiday season came around what games did you play with family and relatives at christmas parties I really don't, well, maybe with my friends once in a while. Um, last year we played, I think, NES hockey on mm-hmm. the Switch, <laughs> but I don't really get a chance to play with family on on holidays as far as Christmas goes. Does that make yeah. sense?
0: No, it makes what sense. What about you? I mean, I can go back and be like, oh, you know, because I do remember playing holidays, playing Mario Brothers, like Mario 3 or Super Mario World, but but I I'll I kind of – steer away from the Mario talk for a second and, and just talk about one of my favorite like Christmas memories playing with, uh, friends. Uh, I mean, he's pretty much like family. I've known I've known my friend, Mikey, I've known him for, uh, almost like 20, 25 years now. Like I've known him for a long time. And, uh, one, one Christmas, I remember he, we were hanging out and this is when the original Xbox came out. Uh, and we got the Capcom classics, and we sat there and we played uh, Final Fight. We played all the way through Final Fight from beginning to end, and then right afterwards, I put in the Midway collection and we played all of uh, Total Carnage. Like we played both games from front to back of Final Fight and Total Carnage, and that was a lot of fun. It was just like it was close to Christmas. Like it wasn't. I think it might have been like Christmas Day. He, I think because I think he came over. And uh, we played that, and we had like you know Christmas candy and and stuff, and it was cold outside. It was it's definitely like one of the most like atmospheric kind of memories that I think of. That's like just very nostalgic for me.
1: Look, Chris, that was the fall of two thousand four. Yeah, because I had those compilations too, and and they were good compilations. They man. really
0: were. They really were.
1: The- they're underrated compilations, and they did come out with some revised versions of those on PSP, which were nice. Mm-hmm. The problem with those is you can't re- – it's hard to play second player and,
0: But – And also taking consideration – also taking consideration, we were playing Final Fight, and other than – if I'm not mistaken, other than Final Fight on Sega CD, this was like – Arcade perfect—the closest that you could get to playing Final Fight was on those uh, Capcom compilations. I could be wrong, but I know the Super Nintendo—you couldn't play as Guy; you had to get the the Final Fight Guy version and, and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that, and also that I think uh, that I can think of. If anyone wants to correct us, go in yeah. the comments section because yeah. maybe we're missing. I think we might be missing a port. In all honesty, I don't know. But what I can tell you, Xander, is the next port that I can know of of Final Fight was that one in that strange port, which is a good port of uh, in P on the PS3. That Final Fight port that was Final Fight, and then came with Magic Sword, which I like oh, Magic yeah. Sword too. But but that's but, such a strange port.
0: Yeah, but see that was, that was still like a, a generation later with PS3 and Xbox 360. This is the OG Xbox that was playing the Capcom yeah. collection. So, but yeah.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah, good. And then and then we got the Capcom Beat 'em uh, Beat 'em Up collections, which is still fucking great. Mm-hmm. I still pop that in from yep. last year. Or so, so I like I said, I uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't have a whole lot of Christmas things for that. But Matt Wheaton asks the final question: favorite Christmas video game, anime, or movie?
0: Favorite Christmas anime, game, or movie?
1: Yeah. Any of those, I guess, or all three if you want. I can't think of an anime, to be honest.
0: I can't think of an anime, but the only thing I can think of, like when I think of video games and Christmas, the only thing I can think of is Blue Stinger. The reason I say Blue Stinger is because it's got that weird christmas level that comes out of nowhere and it plays the christmas music that honestly is one of my most played christmas songs during the season is that from blue Stinger soundtrack i love that little shit so whimsical i love it and I, i play it like every christmas i usually include it in uh like if xs gaming podcast my other podcast if we're doing a christmas episode that's usually our intro music is um blue stingers christmas stage
1: You know, that is a game in the last year. I I, I don't want to go too off topic, but that is a game in the last year or so that I have heard good things about. It's a strange game. I've heard it's not the best game, but there's a certain strange charm to it. Yes.
0: Yeah, I would say, okay, like I would say if you're going to go play Blue, Blue Stinger thing and you're playing like some underrated hidden gem, you're gonna be very disappointed. But if you go into the mindset of playing Blue Stinger being like, Hey, this is a B movie video game It's 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 charming, and and also take consideration. It was a launch title for the Dreamcast, and it was doing. uh, It was a 3D survival horror game before Resident Evil was, because at the time Resident Evil was still doing uh, 2D rendering backgrounds. I mean, this was a full 3D environment. So, and it was made by. the Wasn't Code Veronica?
1: We'll
0: see. Oh, sorry, I was just going to
1: ask. Yeah, go ahead.
0: I was going to say Code Veronica came out afterwards. Like Blue Stinger was a launch title on the Dreamcast.
1: Oh, I know it was. I was going to ask though if Code Veronica, I, if I remember, I could be wrong. Was Code Veronica still pre-rendered though? That's what I was going to ask. I, I don't,
0: I don't, I don't think it was. I think it was three D. I could be wrong. It's been a long time since I played uh, Code yeah. Veronica.
1: So, so that's your video game, uh, Blue Stinger.
0: Yeah. Okay. What about movie? Uh, Die Hard. Uh, f- <laughs> fucking Dan, <he> <laughs> okay okay i'll let you have die hard i'll just take gremlins because that's another good christmas okay
1: movie. both very good christmas films not the happiest especially that fucking santa story in gremlins jesus yeah. christ yeah you know what when you get older because i watched that movie a few years back with my son for the first time in a long time I remember the Santa story, but as a kid, it's like, oh, he died in the chimney, right? But yeah. then when you watch as an adult, you're like, holy shit, that's really fucked up.
0: Yeah, it's one of those movies that it has. It's one of those movies that has multiple layers in the sense that when you watch it when you are a kid, you were just kind of like watching it for the Gremlins, you know? You're just like, oh, these little creatures, all oh, Gizmo's cute, blah 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 blah. You know, this is so funny because they were like, you know, they had personality and stuff. But when you get older and you watch it, like the freaking old lady about the dog. Like, in the bank? I'm like, Man, yeah. fuck her.
1: <laughs> yeah. Fuck Judge Reinhold too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that movie has layers and layers to it. Uh, you know what, uh, Xander, real quick, um, on the video game, real quick, I actually have to take back my answer from the last one. I can answer this real quick in two things. My friends, actually, they had a Saturn in the winter of 96, and a lot of people may not remember this. This is actually super rare for the collector's type. I could care less because it could probably emulate it or something. And it's included in the uh, PS3 ports of Knights, but there was a Christmas version of Knights, that old Yuji Naka game.
0: You're right, there is.
1: And we played that, and that Christmas game had like, you know, I think it was really just the first level reskinned with Christmas theme, though, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And it was like a Blockbuster exclusive or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of take that back, but I guess that's the most Christmassy game. If you're going to go with Christmas theme stuff for me. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Um, anything else on the Christmas theme,
0: Xander? Uh, not Not here. I'm ready to get into our top 10 favorite video games of all time because we got 20 games yeah. to talk about. Oh. Holy crap
1: holy holy shit yes twenty games um i think I know of one game that's gonna cross over for sure though I know one game
0: what do you think that's so, gonna be
1: it's a certain Mario game <laughs> all right okay but um that was mentioned in, already previously in this episode but anyway um what I was gonna say though was this is actually w- w- as we discussed earlier, a lot of things happened that kept us busy, not bad stuff, but just busy. life. This is actually our one year anniversary episode. It is because we had something else planned that we that was logistically hard. We may try again for two years. I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. see where we're at. I'm sure we'll be around for two years xander mm-hmm oh, But yeah. this is our one year. So, What do you think of the first year of Blast Podcasting before we proceed?
0: I've really been enjoying it. Um, What I like about our show is uh, I think when we first started I think we confused a lot of people because when we first started the show, everyone knows us from like video games and we talk about video games. We have YouTube channels about video games and even the name itself is called Blast Podcasting which is a, a, a ploy on blast processing from the Sega Genesis. But What I like about this podcast is it isn't just a video game podcast. We've got a couple of video game podcast episodes, like video game episodes, but we always have tried to make it an all around, and I hate using the term nerd culture, but in like pop culture, we've always tried to turn it around in some way. Like, even if we do an episode uh just about video games we try to throw in a little bit of like anime talk a little bit of what's going on with like uh, comic book movies or star wars or anime we try to throw just a little bit of that in there just to remind you guys that it's just not about video games and that's what i really like about this show because it kind of kind of gives me a chance to talk about some other things i'm into other than just games even though i love video games
1: yeah, same here. And, uh, uh, you know, I kind of tried that with my channel and it was successful. But I'm not as active on my channel and it gives me a chance to talk about those things. Mm-hmm. And I think it, with you, you know, we, we, I think we're on the same page on most things. Yeah. You know, not exactly everything, but most things. And we've had a lot of good episodes. Some of my favorites include our two guest episodes the wrestling episode and the one with Slasher Thrasher.
0: Well, yeah, and I forgot to mention. Uh, you know, uh, Karkamo, uh who was mm-hmm. one of our guests, uh, really awesome guy. He's a pro wrestler down in Panama. Actually, got a uh, a video a promo of Matt Hardy calling him out. So they what? it could be a possibility of Matt Hardy versus Oh well, Matt
1: Hardy of the Hardy brothers. What the fuck?
0: Yep. <laughs> he congratulated. And you know what? He congratulated, uh, he congratulated Karkamo for his like uh, 13 year anniversary in the business. Nice. That's pretty awesome.
1: And you know what? The thing about Karkamo that was really cool was he's a hell of a storyteller. Yes. Holy shit. I think that was because everyone knows I talk a lot and you do too, to a degree. Not as much as me, though, thankfully. (laughs) But, um, just teasing you, Xander. Uh. Um, but um but you know what I'm what I'm saying is he we listened most of that episode. Yeah. And we added a certain dynamic to it, but really Kakamo made that Karkamo, I don't want to say Kakomo, Karkamo really made that episode.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: And he had some fantastic stories. Just don't get him talking about contortionists again. But that's okay, Because <laughs> <laughs> that, <would, laughs> that, that was a funny moment. And then we got Slasher. That was a good episode, too. Yeah.
0: And, and just, just let you guys uh, know, because we, we definitely got to get into our top ten, if you want to listen to any of our previous episodes, in case you're listening to us on like Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher, uh, check out the description, because I do have our – both of our YouTube channels, uh, my channel and Anthony's channel, and you can go back and listen to our archived episodes from the past year uh, just to let you guys know.
1: Awesome. And there will be more coming
0: soon. Indeed.
1: We're, we're going to try to get back to a regular schedule again, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Once once the holidays kind of blow over, everything be good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, we're still even trying to figure out what the next episode is. Yeah. So, there you go, anyway, um, all right, so let's do this top ten list
0: all right what is your what is your number ten, Anthony?
1: My number ten. I know some people say this should be lower on my list, but i'll I'll tell you why it's not It's Red Dead Redemption. I love that game, one of the best video game stories of all time. The reason it's not higher, though, is because it falls into certain tropes that I'm not a super fan of. Mm -hmm. But it's an amazing game with amazing story. And I mean, triple A tropes, if that makes sense, especially from that era. Yeah. So what makes Red Dead Redemption? I mean, that story, though, holy shit. Um, I think the thing about that game is it was so powerful and the story moved so brisk. And it was just so well paced, which is why I never finished the sequel or barely played it because it was. And I'm, I'm look, I'm a guy who likes slow builds. I play Persona games for God's sakes, right? But for some reason, it was a little too slow in Red Dead Redemption Two. But I feel that it was better paced in the original Red Dead Redemption, despite it being ten years old as of this coming spring of 2020. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, you know, how many Western games do you see, Xander?
0: Uh, not not that many. Not that many. Let's uh, see. What can you
1: think of? Gunsmoke by Capcom?
0: Yeah, or like uh, Yeah. Not a whole lot of a uh, oh, gun. Guns very underrated. That was a good western I forgot game. Forgot about gun. Yeah, Gun was a lot of fun.
1: Um Red Dead Revolver? Mhm. There's that. But yeah, it I mean that game was just so it took itself far more seriously than than the GTA games did, which I liked. And that ending is just so powerful; it just it holds on to you. And usually, I would place it, people will be surprised because usually I would play story based games a little higher than some of the games that I got higher. But once I get into my top five, you'll start getting to more heavy based games with story. But this one, just because. I don't know. It's not that I hate AAA games, but there are certain things that kind of bug me, and that's why I've always had it in my top ten, but never on a definitive spot.
0: Yeah, that makes until sense. now.
1: And I have to, th- I have to think about it because it just it had the too many tutorials and just things that and just things that kill me about AAA games. So I don't know, but still a great game. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying why. So that's my number ten. You.
0: Uh, my number 10 is going to be like completely off the wall from your number 10. Uh, my number 10 is Animal Crossing New Leaf. Uh, okay. Animal Crossing New Leaf on the 3DS. I mean, I'm a huge Animal Crossing fan, but I like New Leaf. For the same reason why I love the series, it's it's a life simulator with animals, and I mean it's just so much that you can do. Uh, It goes in real time, so I mean there's like certain events that happen, like uh, you know Christmas is coming up, so there's a Christmas event in Animal Crossing. And I've at the time when I first played Animal Crossing on the GameCube back in like 2005, yeah, it was like about 2005. I'd never played anything like that before, so. It was really something special, you know, different neighbors that would move out and move in, uh, you know, different fruits that would be, you know, a part of a town that you can get that fruit so you can plant it in your town so you get more fruit and get more people. It's just a, a really big community. It's like Sim City meets, like, some sort of, like, life simulator. It's, it's a lot of fun, very charming, so that is my number 10, and, yes, I will definitely be getting the new Animal Crossing on the Switch.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. For me, w- look, look, I, I, you know this about me. I'm, Animal Crossing is unique. There's no doubt about it. But you know it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. But but, but I I get the appeal of it because it's not a stressful game either, which is very rare. I mean, you even play something like we were talking about games that you play with your friends, right? Yeah. I play a lot of Overcooked with my friends, which is fun but stressful. Mario Kart's stressful. Smash Brothers is stressful, right? But Animal Crossing is one of those few games that it's just not. Even stuff like Harvest Moon and stuff like that have a sort of time element to add a little bit level of stress, but for some reason, Animal Crossing doesn't do that. Yeah. So I I understand the appeal, my friend.
0: Oh, yeah. you're number nine, Xander? Oh, go ahead. I was about to say, yeah, I mean, like, Animal Crossing is one of those games that I love, but if I talk to someone who doesn't like it, I can understand. Like uh, It's not for everybody. But my number nine is definitely much more of a uh, acceptable game by most people, and that is uh, Mario Kart 8. And I'll say Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch. Ooh. That is probably one of my it, favorite games of all time.
1: The thing with Mario Kart 8 is it's probably the best one in the series. Hans oh, God. yeah, yeah hands down that game was to me perfect even in its Wii U incarnation mm-hmm. with the the only thing that i think held it back for some people and for me was the battle mode the, the battle mode wasn't good in the Wii U but you get that switch version and it completely rectifies it and that game is it's not in my top 10 okay All but right. it's a perfect game practically it is a perfect game and before there's nothing wrong that oh go ahead
0: no, I was to say, before I got Mario Maker 2, it was my most played game on my Switch, for sure.
1: How many hours, if you don't mind me asking?
0: Uh, I think I did over... I think I got over 100 hours clocked on Mario Kart 8.
1: That makes sense, good sir. That makes sense. And, and I mean, that game is just so much fun. It's mm-hmm. just a fun game. and And that's, you know, like... I'll talk about how some of the experiences with some of the games later on in my list affected me personally, but sometimes a game doesn't need to do that. It just needs to be fucking fun. Mm-hmm. And that's all that, that game is, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you, so you, real quick, I kind of monopolized it a little bit. What appealed to you most about uh, Mario Kart 8?
0: I mean, I've always loved the Mario Kart series since the Super Nintendo version, and it's just, I don't know, like, it's just, the tracks are a lot of fun, it's got a lot of throwback tracks, even the DLC. Uh, you know, at the time when on the Wii U, like DLC was unheard of, but the DLC proved to be such a great thing. And then you get the deluxe version that comes with the DLC. So you got, you know, you can race as Link. You got like Animal Crossing characters. You kind of have uh, some F Zero uh, maps. I mean, there's just so much, so much different customization to your carts and and wheels. And uh, there's so much to the game that, like, when I think of Mario Kart. I think of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Like That is the epitome of it for now. I mean, if they make another Mario Kart 8, I'll be really excited. But, I mean, I'm fine with just this one. Just make more DLC or something, you know?
1: And they kind of did, huh, for the Switch version. yeah. They made a Breath of the Wild type of, I think, outfit for Link or something. Mm-hmm. And they added his, his cycle from it, yeah. too? Yeah, so they kind of did. But, no, that game is still, I mean, it's still a top-selling game. I think Nintendo needs to monopolize on that personally, like you do, like yeah. you said, because it's their number one-selling game, man.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Now, I'm going to ask you, uh, Anthony, what's your number eight?
1: Number eight? Oh, you mean number nine.
0: Oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, number nine. I'm on number eight. Oh, on,
1: it's all yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I need to do. Number nine is Mega Man Two. Oh wow! Yeah, I rented the hell out of this game. I still. I was playing this game the other fucking day. I took my. Uh, I took my girlfriend to the doctor's appointment to the doctor's office, and I played through. She was in there for about forty-five minutes, and I sat in the car and had good lighting for my Switch, and I played it for. About maybe 45 minutes and pretty much cleared everyone but Quick Man, who I always do last, of course. Yeah. But the thing about Mega Man 2 is that I love the Mega Man series. But you really think about that first game, and it's a prototype. It's not what Mega Man really is about. Well, it is, but it's not really It's at its full potential. Because it's not a very... I don't think it's a very good game. I yeah. know some people are going to get pissed off at me. But I don't think Mega Man 2 is a uh, Mega Man 1 is a good game. But you jump, leaps and bounds to Mega Man 2. Holy shit, that is such an incredible game.
0: I I really feel like when you think of long-standing series, when you think of like different games, there's always that one game that outshines everything else and all of the other games try to follow or try to use as a reference. A great example would be mm-hmm. Uh, You know, you think of games like, I don't know, like Final Fantasy VII, you know, how big that game was. You know, now when Final Fantasy VII comes out, you know, there is something about RPGs now that kind of have that kind of Final Fantasy VII feel in some shape or form. Uh, Or you think of, you know, like in this case, Mega Man 2. Mega Man 2, after that game came out... Like, all the other Mega Mans were like, we need to live up to the potential of Mega Man 2. that makes any sense.
1: Yeah. And, and, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll argue that while 3 and 4 aren't on my list, they came pretty damn close. Oh, yeah. Now, I'll be honest i never played five and six seven's kind of hard for me to get into i do have a spot soft spot spot for eight nine and ten are cool i did love the hell out of 11 from last year
0: thank you i feel like i feel like i'm the only one who loved 11 because i absolutely everyone else i talked to they didn't like it i loved 11 though
1: yeah yeah i've been told though to go back to five and six they're not bad i've been told
0: yeah, they're they're not bad. I mean, the, here it is. Like, 5 and 6, like, you could definitely tell that, like, the series was kind of starting to thin out. And you could tell it was, like, you know, it's towards the end of the NES lifespan. And you could just tell that they were just kind of just going with the motions with 5 and 6. It's very similar to, uh, you know, the, the X series, like, towards the end of the X series before it went to the PS2, like, the last, like... PlayStation, I think it was like X5, like when X5 came out, it was just kind of like, alright, I'm just going with the motions mm-hmm. at this point, just trying to get done with it, you know?
1: You know, it's funny, because I own all of the core Mega Man games on my Switch, which is fucking nice, they're all downloaded on there, right? Mm-hmm. The two Legacy Collections, and then 11, and then I have the Legacy Collection, just X, Volume 1, which to me has the four good Mega Man X, so I'm good as far as Mega Man
0: goes. yeah.
1: so... I mean, this is a. Dude, to be honest, this isn't a, a game that you. I know you love Mega Man a lot, correct? Yeah. We could do a whole show on Mega Man. Oh yeah, someday.
0: Yeah, just just make a Mega e- episode. So,
1: hell yeah, Mega Mega podcasting, I guess. So, <laughs> um, yeah. The only Mega Man we will never talk about is there's two of them. The one on that fucking cover for the first game, and that fucking green fucker from uh, Captain, Captain N. Yeah, that it's like this.
0: <laughs> I Mega
1: Man. What the? Fuck? I don't. I know. mean, you know, I've actually preferred. I actually preferred Doctor Wily over that fucking. What is it? Fucking Edge Lord version of Mega Man that they had on yeah. Captain N. <laughs> All right, Xander. So what's your number eight, homie?
0: Well, I I will say this. I'm going to skip my number seven, because my number seven was Mega Man 2. Uh, Since we already talked about that, I'm crossing it off the list. But my number eight is a uh, very underrated game by, uh, I believe it was Taito that put it out. Uh, Wow, I cannot remember who put it out. But anyway, uh, Toki. Toki is one of my favorite arcade games. I was introduced to the game through... Uh, Nick Arcade. If you remember you remember that show on Nickelodeon where the kids get in front of the, the green screen and they like play like they're in a video oh, game. Oh yes. Yeah, but they in between, you know, the games yeah. they would actually play a real like real actual video games, like the new games that were out, like the Hedgehog and, and uh you know stuff like that. And one of the games they would always play was Toki. And I thought it was such a cool looking game. I ended up playing it at the arcades and now it's just like every time I get a chance to have a copy of Toki, I always go out and get it. I even got the remake that came out uh this year. I believe it was this year for uh Nintendo Switch.
1: Nice. That's pretty fucking good. Toki. I I never played it. I never played it. It's I don't it's, a good, it's a good it's a good little about, but I never Yeah.
0: It's a good little side-scrolling. I mean, you're playing as like this eight man, and you you spit up balls, and it's one-hit kill, so it's kind of challenging. But yes, yeah, it was it was not a bad game.
1: I I really I really need to play Toki then. I'll have to check it out. So. Um, Toki, is, that's an arcade game, right? I just mm-hmm. want to confirm with you.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. is, is there any ports of it? Yeah, I mean, you can get the remake now on the Switch. Uh, it was, I mean, it's been on all other consoles, too, including uh, the NES. The NES version was called Toki Going Ape Spit. No, that was the Genesis version. The NES version was just called Toki, but there's a Genesis version called Toki Goin' Ape Spit, which is uh, pretty close to his arcade counterpart. I think it's probably the closest out of all of them, uh, other than if you were to play on MAME or if you were to get the remake. The remake's completely redone, hand drawn sprites, but plays exactly like the arcade version. Uh, so it's really, really cool. Really nice remake.
1: Nice. Very, very nice. All right. So my number eight, right? Mm-hmm. Mine is pretty safe. But it's very important because I wouldn't be where I'm at without this game. Yeah. And I'm not going to elaborate on it because, I mean, who the fuck doesn't talk about it? It's just the original Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's impo- that, that's the game that, I mean, even after the years, like, I'll, the only thing I can really add to what has been said for me is for about Super Mario Brothers, but on a personal level, Xander... Mm-hmm. Is that even years after buying my NES, well, until like five or six years when I was still playing it before I got a Genesis, I can say I was still playing that game over and over again, despite all the games I rented, despite, you know, the Mega Man's or whatever came out. It's just I kept revisiting that game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. really, I mean, there's really. I mean, it's really what, what what can what more can you say i mean it's like the epitome of like most introductions in the video games it was one of the most important games of all time
1: yeah yeah it is and i mean but there's nothing really else i can say about it i, I know you want to skip your number 7 but I, I i really don't think you elaborated on your personal connection to mega man 2 like i did
0: I mean, I mean, I mean, you—you you, you pretty much like took the words out of my mouth with Mega Man too. I mean, it was just—I—I—I love the Robot Masters. I think they were great. Uh, soundtrack is so iconic. It's the uh, soundtrack I listen to to this day. I mean, who doesn't love Doctor Wily's Castle? The first stage theme. I mean, that's just classic. But yeah, that—that's that, that's pretty much it. Like any time I play Mega Man, like if I want to go back and play an old school Mega Man, I nine times out of ten go to Mega Man Two. That's just the way it is.
1: Nice, hell yeah! That's what I did the other day. So, I mean, and it's so readily available. Like yeah. if you, I mean, I'll, if you haven't played Mega Man two, it's aged so well. It's one of those games that has aged so well. All right, so I guess it's my number seven, right? Mm-hmm. So Super Mario Brothers three is my number seven. I know it should be in my number one by some people's account, and it's a good argument for number one game of all time. But for me, it really reflect defined what the NES became. For me, because I I just said I played Super Mario Brothers one, but a lot, but I think I played that game even more. And it's still a talk about games that age perfectly, Xander. I mean, I beat that game earlier this year on the Switch, so I mean, I could probably easily revisit it again now. And there's not much else to say about it, right? That hasn't been said. Yeah, I mean, it's,
0: it's a great game. I'm gonna go All ahead right, and, so what's your number six? I'm going to oh, go, go to my number six. My number six is going to be uh, Yakuza 0, actually.
1: Um, Ooh, that's a good one.
0: I, I love the Yakuza series, and I will admit I, I always heard about the Yakuza series through James, my co-host in XS Gaming. He always talked about it, but my first Yakuza experience was Yakuza 0 because I was like, wow, this is a prequel to everything. It's on the PS4. And I heard that Kiwami was going to come out. So I was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and start it this way. And I'm glad I did. Um, if you guys watch my YouTube channel, you guys know that I'm a big Yakuza fan. It's just... It's a great series. It's a great crime drama. But at the same time, it has really nice uh, side quest and just wackiness that kind of... It, it's kind of like a got a multiple personality game. Because one side of it is super, super serious. And then the other side is completely wacky like two different ends of the spectrum and that's what i really love about the series
1: yeah i i enjoy them too um i don't think i i love them they're just not on my top ten. there's so many games to even break down the top 10 this was hard for me too i'm
0: sure it's oh, yeah. hard for you
1: but but yeah it's a it's a good one it's a really good one so we're at number six right
0: yeah what's your number six
1: um, One game that I'm actually playing right now and I'm finally beating because the game is trying to finally beat, and that's The Witcher 3. Ah. That game is so fucking good. So fucking good. I mean, the story is so good. I mean, it's... I'm at the point, the last time that I played through it, I was being rushed by s- someone that will not be me-named. So I kind of lost the fun with it. But it being on Nintendo Switch, especially for you, I know you've been tempted to play it several mm-hmm. times, right? Oh, yeah. P- playing on Switch is perfect. Yeah. Especially for that long-ass game. And I bear- I'm probably 90-some hours into this second playthrough, and I'm glad I'm replaying it because I don't remember half of it. And I remember I didn't quite understand the plot because again, I was being rushed, but not this time. But yeah, take your time with that game. Don't rush it. It's a really fun game. If you're two hundred hours into it, who gives a fuck? It's just a great story. And don't and don't forget which are on Netflix on the twentieth. Oh yeah. As of this recording. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, are you ever gonna pick it up, Xander?
0: I I, I maybe, maybe one day. It's one of those games that intimidates me a lot because I want to play it so bad, but I hear, like, how much content, and I'm like, I don't know if I could ever invest that much time into a game, so it's like, I'll get it. Maybe I'll get it on the Switch when it's, like, really, really dirt cheap, like, get a really good price tag so I don't feel so guilty if I don't spend every waking moment playing it.
1: It's it's a good one, man, and it's worth any penny I understand it though it is a very intimidating game
0: yeah cuz the way i look at it is if i buy it on the switch and i buy it cheap you know one i can play it anytime i want i can play it on the go and two if i buy it cheap i won't feel so guilty that i spent you know 40 or 60 dollars full retail for a game that's kind of just sitting on the shelf that's the thing i don't i, I don't like having games just sit around i like to kind of i don't like to have a backlog even though i do
1: oh yeah for sure you don't want a game like that on your backlog yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's your num So what's your number 5, dude?
0: Number 5 is going to be uh, for one of our previous episodes. We taught. we did a whole episode talking about it. That's Final Fantasy 9. My that by far my favorite by far probably my favorite Final Fantasy of all time. I love it because it's it's got the the medieval uh themes to it. it it's modernized and uh man like i said we made a whole episode on it so i mean if you guys really want to hear us talk about final fantasy 9 listen to our uh i think it was like what episode 16 or 15 we did mm-hmm. final fantasy 9 it was good
1: my number five
0: and it's a great game
1: great game um i agree with you it's not my favorite final fantasy but we'll talk about that a little further down the line on the list i will say baldur's gate 2 is my number five.
0: Oh, interesting
1: yeah, I, I, I'm a big Dungeons and Dragons fan. I love Forgotten Realms novels. Um, that game is that game is such a precursor of what we get with things like The Witcher 3 or Trails of Cold Steel or any modern RPG. Well, not a precursor, but just it shows how to do side quests right. And it's so sad playing that game because it reminds me of what Bioware was and what Bioware the fuck became. Whatever yeah. the fuck that is with fucking crap crap them i mean anthem excuse me you know um it's just it's it's sad playing that game but it's good that we have it so what's your number four
0: number four uh street fighter two and it doesn't matter which street fighter two it is i mean i would like it to be at least championship edition but man it's just we could make a whole episode talking about street fighter two i know between you and i uh, it just it, it changed my mind it changed my whole perspective on arcade gaming and fighting games that introduced me to the fighting game genre uh it's just still a game to this day that i still pick up and play i play it now on my on my switch with the anniversary collection i have an arcade one up cabinet at the arcade one up oh, cabinet uh, the one-up that collection cabinet. is great yeah so i mean yeah i i love street fighter 2
1: well, I can't say much else because you stole the words out of my mouth, and we actually have one number that matches, <laughs> one game that matches. I mean, That's... yeah, one game. So yeah, Street Fighter Two. I remember playing it in nine, on a on a family vacation because I I had seen I had been really into beat 'em ups, and I remember seeing someone fight E Honda, and I was like, what the fuck? Is, why is everyone watching them fight this sumo? And I finally played it, and I understood because I had never played. It. Mind you, fighting games have existed prior to that. But mm-hmm. I had never played anything like it, oh, yeah. and it changed my gaming, gaming world so so much. Um, your number three,
0: number three is going to be Castlevania: Rondo of Blood. You know there would be a Castlevania in this countdown, and fuck uh, yeah, Castlevania: Rondo of Blood. See, here's the thing. I don't get me wrong. I love Metroidvanias, but I am very prior and more. Leaning towards the level-based Castlevanias, because that's where I started with the original Castlevania. And Rondo of Blood is just, it's got everything I love about the stage-based Castlevania. It's got multiple paths, it's got an awesome soundtrack, it's got different characters you can play as. So it took everything that I love about level-based Castlevanias and made it into one, like, delicious stew, if that makes any sense. Um, I Oh, fuck. I still have to say, like, that's just the one I always go to the most is Rondo of Blood.
1: Number three. Oh, Rondo Blood's a great game, by the way. Oh, yeah. And I'm so glad that it's now easily available to play, unlike years ago. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Being yeah. Japanese only and importing it. Because that was the only way to play, It was import it. My number three, though, won't surprise anyone. Um, it's Chrono Trigger.
0: Oh, nice.
1: It's... Mu- That Again, what is there to be said about that fucking game that hasn't been said? I mean, that game is so perfectly crafted. And, you know, like, a lot of film people say Back to the Future is the perfect movie script, the original, because of how perfectly it ties in time travel. I will say the video game equivalent of that is Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger is the Back to the Future of video games. I mean, the characters are great. It's not the most complicated role-playing game out there, like story-wise, but the char- but the story's so good in itself, and so entertaining, and the characters have enough depth that you give a shit about their journey. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the first game, I think, that had New Game Plus, so I I guess that's that. And the multiple endings. Well, maybe not the first with multiple endings, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Xander, anything on Chrono Trigger?
0: I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's it's... It's a great freaking game. It's definitely uh, one of the the top-tier Super Nintendo RPGs you can play, in my opinion.
1: Indeed, indeed. Okay, what's your number two, homie?
0: Number two is going to be The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Ooh. Yeah, this is kind of controversial because I know it's not everyone's favorite Zelda. I know some people absolutely don't like Breath of the Wild, but Breath of the Wild made me go back and... And go back to my younger years playing the original Zelda. See, you know, when you were younger back then and you played those games, you had to kind of have your own imagination while playing those games at the same time. Because it was almost like you knew what you were playing, but you kind of had your own kind of idea of what was going on in your head while you played it. And Breath of the Wild for me captures what I felt like I was playing when I was playing the original Legend of Zelda, if that makes any sense.
1: You know, Breath of the Wild almost made it onto this list. I don't know why it didn't, but I need to reflect. I probably need to really reevaluate this list for me <laughs> because no, I mean Breath of I mean Breath of the Wild is a masterpiece. There's no doubt about it, and I know some people absolutely hate it too. And I had some quirks with it when I first played it two years ago on the Wii U. Yeah. My problem was the weapon breaking, but then I really delved more into it in the Switch, and holy shit! I mean, I, I don't know what else to say for that game. I'll tell you this. That sequel's of day one, though.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and for the people that talk about the the, web, the weapon breaking and stuff like that, here here's a, here's a good tip on weapon breaking. You don't have to kill everything. You don't have to, like, go after things and slash everything. I mean, that's what I like about the game is in the sense that if you can use your brain and do something a little different, like if you see a bunch of Moblins by a campfire – you're not just going to run down there and start, like, hitting them with a stick and break it. You're going to push the boulder down and, like, knock them out or, like, stealth kill them. Like, I like how they did that. I thought that was really, really cool. and made people think outside the boxes of just, like, I'm going to hack and slash this thing. So, and, of course, later on in the game, you know, the the weapons don't break nearly as much as they do when you first start. I mean, first start And out, they drop a lot. Yeah, and when you first start out, you got, like, sticks anyway. I mean, of course, sticks aren't going to last that long.
1: Oh yeah. So my number two. I'm going to cheat here. Okay. And if I get in, I, I hope you. You might get mad at me for cheating. Okay. Okay. It's Final Fantasy VI and Final Fantasy VII,
0: because yeah. Yeah. I've told
1: this story many times on my. You know the story, right? Yeah. That I've told many Makes times. Sense before. that I played. Yeah, I played both of those games back to back. That's what got me to Final Fantasy. I played seven when it was released, and I got a Super Nintendo that same time. And I was playing Final Fantasy VI at the, concurrently with seven. So I was alternating between Cloud and Gang and, you know, uh, Terra and Gang, you know. Oh, and man. both of those stories captivated me, and they helped me through a rough school year, you know. Uh, and it was, I mean, those games still hold it for me. I mean, I love. I mean, six and seven have the best villain in that series. They just, I don't know, and I'm so pumped up for the remake. But yeah, yeah, that's I'm I'm cheating. I know, but still,
0: no, that's it's all good. I mean, and like, man, the the fact that you played Final Fantasy six and seven at the same time, I think you deserve that cheat because I could not imagine the processing power of playing those two games at the same time. That is intense. I always thought that was intense when you first told me that story. I'm like, holy shit. You know? (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I'd play seven and sometimes I played six, but it was nuts. I remember one day I would be, you know, destroying a Mako reactor. The next day I was sneaking through self Figaro, you know, (laughs) stripping guys naked and stealing their merchant outfits, you know, that type of thing.
0: Ah, the good old so, days. The
1: good old days. Alright, so what is your number one? This is it. Number one. All number, time favorite game.
0: Yeah, number one, I, I had to like kind of be tight lipped when you were talking about the game because I was like, Well, that's my number one. It, but Super Mario Bros. three, my number one favorite game of Ooh, all I, time.
1: I and I understand why. Because that game is brilliant. Yeah. I mean it's so replayable. We we talked about it. I mean there there's I, I don't know what it is about that game, but it it is the de facto to me Mario game.
0: Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I love Super Mario World. That's like another uh, Super Mario World and Super Mario Brothers three like are like neck and neck for my for my uh favorite. But here's the thing, like Super Mario Brothers three is just that comfort food game for me. Like no matter what's going on, I can play super Mario brothers three and be in a, a good place in my life. Like no matter what, something could be happening. I remember when hurricane Florence came, I had to leave, you know, my town. I had to go to another town, like, you know, four, five and a half hours away. I was worried about, you know, how, what my house was because this huge freaking hurricane was coming through. And my only thing that made me feel better was around that same time the Nintendo Switch had just released their NES Online games and then one of the games was Super Mario Bros. 3. And I remember sitting in that hotel room and playing Super Mario Brothers 3 from the first world to the very last world. And, you know, that, you know, two and a half hours or whatever was just... I was in. I was just in bliss. So that's why it's my number one game for real.
1: If you followed my channel for many years, no one is going to be surprised by my number one. If you haven't, you you probably might be surprised because it's not everyone's favorite number one. But Xander knows what I'm talking about.
0: Bubsy 3D, yeah,
1: yeah. Bubsy 3D is the best game ever. It's so powerful <laughs> and, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> It actually got me angry, and I yeah, that's a piece of shit. But um, no, uh, Xeno Gears. Oh yeah, motherfucking Xeno Gears. Is it a perfect game? By far, fuck no, it's not. It's not a perfect game by any means. But I think a favorite game can resonate resonate with you on so many personal levels, like what you said about Mario Brothers Three. Are the games that I mentioned, some of the games in my top 10 and in Xander's better crafted than Xeno Gears? For sure. But Xeno Gears has hit me on and, and a lot of people who play it notice this, no matter how imperfect it is. And we can go on about that second disc. I know the flaws. That game has never a game has never affected me the way that one does. It affected my worldview, it affected the way I view religion and spirituality. It is such a masterpiece, and I can revisit. It's a, It's not a bad game, by any means, and and it's not dated. But by perfect, I would. We we talked about doing a Xenogears episode down the line, right, Xander, where you play it for the first time, and I play it again, right? Yeah. Yeah, we need to really do that sometime. I mean, that's going to take a lot, especially with our busy schedules. But it, it's something worth exploring. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, and. I really can't go in depth because we're already over time and I would make this podcast three hours long by the whole two hours being about my number one game which is as narcissistic as fuck and I won't do that to you guys
0: so there you go yeah that that wraps up our uh, top ten favorite video games of all time and uh, for you guys that are listening uh, tell us your top ten leave a comment below if you're listening to us on YouTube or uh, tell us on Discord or Uh, you know, if you're listening to us on, on Stitcher, Spotify, you know, hit us up on Twitter, whatever, just let us know your top 10 as well. We'd love to hear from it. And, um, yeah, I think this wraps up, uh, another episode and holy crap, our one year episode, one year anniversary and 20 episodes. It's crazy. Oh yeah. And we got more coming. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely have some more coming, especially with, you know, Castlevania season three, right around the corner. Um, Rise of Skywalker uh, Man there's just uh, the new, More and more We need to talk about some Batman news I, There's some crazy Batman news coming out That I, I can't get into Because that could be another hour Talking about some of the new Batman stuff But Did uh,
1: it just happen?
0: Yeah yeah.
1: Tell it's me that, afterwards Before
0: yeah. you gotta go yeah I'll, 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 yeah I'll let you know man But uh, yeah As always guys thanks for listening And we'll be blasting off